Hey everybody, welcome back to the View from the Top podcast. This is Inigo Hill. We're Monday the 28th of March. Um, as the world reacts to the slap heard around the world last night um, in the Oscars, I guess, um, I wasn't watching, um, but Twitter sure reminded me of something. Um, I wanted to talk about Russia and Ukraine. Um, not really about the news over the weekend of, you know, Putin, I mean, uh, Putin, Biden saying more ridiculous shit about um, now Putin being removed from power. Now, of course, as soon as I heard this, I said that he didn't mean that in that way. Well, maybe he did. But the White House, that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to. I mean, we are trying to overthrow regime change in Russia. There are members of the foreign policy establishment that would love to do that. Absolutely. But we're not going to say that publicly. Um, and the Russians know that. So they've asked for an apology. Um, I'm sure on back channels and they'll get one. And they're getting one pretty quickly. Um, but it's the second time in a couple of days where he said some ridiculous shit. Um, and I guess at this point, I think it's more um, about severing the relationship between the West and Russia. So um, I think the American establishment would be just as happy with Russia being isolated like North Korea is and Putin staying in power than um, regime change in Moscow and Russia becoming part of the overall uh, world order. Um, I think they would be fine with either. Now, there are parts that want Russia for the same reason that the empire wants any of these other countries, you know, resources, money, corruption, grift, all that fun shit. Um, and then there's a little philosophy. I'm sure there's some, you know, real true believers in there. But just Biden just spattering off nonsense. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. So at the same time, we have the Russians saying that the first stage of the invasion is over. And now they're focusing on liberating the Donbass. Um, we have Chris Murphy going on Meet the Press and saying that, you know what, um, we, you, you know, now we might have to negotiate with Putin on such things as the Donbass becoming independent or sovereignty or something. You know, these things need to be on the table. Well, they've been on the table, as Jimmy Dore says, I stole this from him. They've been on the table for eight years. It's only now, and you know, the, the um, Western narrative of the war is that Putin is losing and these are all um, you know, actions of a defeated tyrant, you know, he's lost his fight, he's retreating, but not, you know, and you could say, and I could look at it and say, this is the same thing about what the Americans are doing. They, you know, they're trying to bog down Russia in Ukraine, but if they have to negotiate with Russia in Ukraine and give them the Donbass and give them Crimea and, you know, then they're not going to get bogged down. And that's only because the Russians um, control on the ground there is better and more um, uh, defined than the Americans will make it out to be. Oh, the Russians in the retreat. They, they, you know, we're, we have no news overnight that the Ukrainians are, you know, mounting an offensive. Um, and you know, it's just not what the reality is. Um, the moral high ground card is kind of quickly dissipating. Um, I guess the Zelensky love is still out there, but it's, you know, it's going to be warm here in America soon. People are going to want to go outside. You got midterm elections. 
Um, their eyes, the foreign po- Americans' eyes for foreign policy are is just not what it used to be. And um, you know, we have the Supreme Court. Uh, like I said, in the summer, you're gonna have riots of some kind. It's just er- Americans will turn inward again, and we'll be fighting each other. And Zelensky will be a distant memory. Um, and I think that's where we're at. Um, conversations have to start now. Continuing to isolate Russia is that part of it? Um, I guess they're going to continue to try, but again, when you go back to Meet the Press, when you have, you know, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press talking about, are we going to have to negotiate with him? They're already talking about it, so something has to happen. So Linsky's saying, you know, he's throwing out mixed messages about compromising on the Donbass region. So that's the narrative I see. And then, you know, I just wanted to end with something a little different that you can hand out to all your friends who are probably yelling at you that, you know, any any context given is seen as, you know, um, discounting the the Ukrainians' plight or pointing out that there's Ukrainian soldiers kneecapping Russian soldiers. Oh, but the Russians did something worse. And, you know, the Russian didn't have to invade. They didn't have to invade. No, they didn't have to invade. And that is a war crime. But to pretend that the day the history started the day they invaded, um, I have no time for those people. I have no time to debate those people. But I do have time to give you people things to give those people so you can go about your day and they can sit there, you know, stuttering. So there's a Rand report, and I've covered Rand, um, not Paul, um, the Rand Corporation that does – I've covered them before um, as recently as I think the Kazakhstan uh, attempted color revolution we talked about and also Belarus. Um, You know, they give – they get three – fourths of their uh three quarters of their funding i think yeah three fourths of their funding from the um military american military and they just you know put out um reports about what you know we could do and what we should do based off what questions they're asked so in 2019 they have a report titled overextending and unbalancing russia which is the goal of this report is to undermine russia um and keep them you know uh, as he said, overextended and underbalanced. So instead of trying to, you know, better the uh, America itself, um, let's just spend all our time funding and bringing down our enemy and do it that way. Um, so the report has many areas, uh, economic, geopolitical, uh, military, etc., risks, benefits. You know, this is like real nerd shit. Um, and even, and the report, this is 2019. So this is, you know, they're admitting it right in here. The report notes that Russia has deeply deep seated anxieties about Western influence and potential military attack. These anxieties are deemed to be vulnerable to exploit. Um, you know, they don't put in there why Russia might have anxieties about the rest, uh, the West, um, but you know, so in there, they admit that Ukraine is important to Russia and their suggested provocation, uh, yeah, provocations, um, are listed and I'll go through some of them. And just remember that prior to 2018, um, the only military aid we were sending to Ukraine was quote-unquote defensive, okay? 
Um, so the RAND report 2019 suggests that maybe providing lethal offensive military aid uh, would have a high benefit. It would come with a high risk, of course. Um, and now we're seeing in the last three years, 250 million in 2019, 303 million in 2020, and 350 million in 2021 in offensive aid to Ukraine. Um, and now we're up to a billion, you know. But here's some of the measures and techniques that these guys suggest. Uh, repositioning bombers within easy striking range of any key strategic tar Russian uh, strategic targets. Deploying additional tactical nuclear weapons to locations in Europe and Asia. Increasing U.S. and allied naval force posture and presence in Russia's operating areas. Russia's backyard, their Gulf of Mexico, the Black Sea. Holding NATO war exercises on Russia's borders. And withdrawing from the Intermediate Nuclear Forces I INF Treaty. All things that we've done or attempted to do since that time. Of course, they've listed you know, other things in here. Um, NATO can conduct uh, war exercises. And, you know, and this has been carried out. We had Defender 2021, which was a NATO um, war exercise right on Russia's border. Uh, they began patrolling the Black Sea and, you know, riding into uh, uh, Crimea waters, things like that. And we have withdrawn from the INF Treaty, as I as I stated. Um, so that's what the RAND report puts in there. Um, and they put also they start talking about what, you know, I've, I've been talking about make this in Afghanistan. So they say right in here, the report suggests that it could become quite controversial at home as it did when the Soviets invaded Afghanistan. So you bog them down and then the, um, the Russian people, much like the Americans would do during wartime, start turning on their government, not to overthrow them, but, you know, pressure to end the war. And that's something that we should think about trying to carry out and push you know, this is how the this is how your government uh, thinks, guys. So there is no moral high ground here. They're they're completely fine sacrificing the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia just to get Vladimir Putin and expand their empire. Like they're they're fine with it, guys. Um, and then this is the creepy part. They quote the Rand report in this article I'm reading. That um, and I was again going back to meet the press. They were talking about talking about peace deals, and the terms they were using was, uh, you know, it's it's never good uh, when you have to negotiate the peace deal. It's it's dis it's it's disadvant it, it there's a disadvantages to peace. Like these are the terms being used by Chris Murphy, and I think uh, Chuck Todd. What is so hard and what is so, what's a disadvantage of peace? So the, maybe those terms are coming from reports like the RAND report. I don't know. I don't want to make any claims, but let's see what the RAND report says. Increasing U.S. military aid would certainly drive up the Russian costs, but doing so could also increase the loss of Ukrainian lives and territory or result in a disadvantageous peace settlement. But who would it be disadvantageous for? 
They just said, well, we're going to send aid in there. It'll probably cost more Ukrainian lives and territory than it would if we didn't. But, and it could put us in a bad situation. Who, a bad situation for who, guys? For U.S. policy. Um, and that's what was really going on. So when you have your friends turning at you and trying to play more high ground games about you just don't understand how bad Russia is, the Ukrainians are just fighting back, you know, this is what I'm being told by the news, and the news would never lie to me. They would never have a, seven, a, a, a motive. This is the motive, guys. It's clear as day a five-year-old could figure it out. So I'll link to the RAND report. You can be a nerd and read the 99-page report if you want. I'll, I'll link to some articles that we talked about today, and um, I'll find something to talk about tomorrow. I'm not sure what I'll be talking about. Who knows? Uh, but until next time, this has been Inigo Hill, View from the Top podcast. Check out this video and all videos over on uh, Odyssey, 3Speak on the Hive blockchain, and on YouTube. And then everything is posted with links and all my sourcing over on the WordPress. So check everything out there. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you later. Enjoy the rest of your day.